process is Black and White, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Recording late <laughs> again, again. So I had a couple questions on this one, but I, but I narrowed it down to one. Right. It's kind of a little funny. It's it's pretty cool because it's in the time frame of the two books that we were writing, right? Okay. So I heard a couple of fun facts, and I thought uh, Birdman. Didn't think you were going to get a Birdman reference on the I show didn't. today, did you? <laughs> I always thought Birdman and Cash Money were the uh, responsible for stunting as a thing that people do, right? Like, I thought they made stunting popular. But do you realize, and this is probably less a question and more of just like an open forum conversation. Do you realize that stunting is like one of the most like human characteristics since like probably the beginning of time? Point that I learned today, grass in your front yard, like real grass, not the weeds that I have growing. I don't know what right, you have growing, right. but proper grass. Yeah, proper grass was a form of stunning. 100%. Back in the 1600s. 100%. I had no idea. I yeah, had dude. no idea that like grass isn't even from this country. It used yeah. to get boated in so rich people could stunt. Have a lawn. Yeah. With a lawn and have an area where you would just drink tea and yeah, have so biscuits with your guests. So when I was like twenty I didn't know that by the way. It's I crazy. lived I lived in uh Kennett Square mm -hmm. um, for like a year. Out right out by Longwood Gardens. Mm -hmm. And in December, January, and February, which are the most miserable months in Philadelphia by a wide margin, it is at, it is truly miserable in Philadelphia at the end of January, early February. It is awful. True, true. And uh, and I would go to Longwood Gardens at like five o'clock on a Wednesday, mm -hmm. and you can go lay down in their Kentucky bluegrass. At like, you know, middle of the afternoon. And it's indoors, right? It's indoors and it's like perfect. It's like this perfect Kentucky bluegrass lawn. And you can lay in it in the most miserable time of year. And it's 70 degrees and climate controlled and perfect there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you can go lay in there. And bro, it is the best place to go. Like, honestly, you should do it this year in yeah, February. Man, you man, just I'm like, right. just go and be like, Hey, can I go lay in the Kentucky bluegrass? And they'll be like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, go. And they'll totally understand. They'll be like, oh, all right, you need a hug too? Because, dude, it is unbelievable how tough it is to get through that month. And you can appreciate. I love one of my favorite things about, like, the whole thing about peacocking or stunting or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the thing that I like about that is it almost always there is this, like, other half of it. Where it's like, and the thing is also really great, right? Yes, like, yes, it's, yes. it's, I have a lawn and yes, I'm showing off in the 1600s, but also having a lawn is really great. Like being on a well manicured lawn feels great. <laughs> being in a fantastic suit feels great. Like totally. all the things that people do that are stunting or peacocking or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah also feel great and i think that that is kind of an interesting correlation you know what i mean it is it, it it so what i immediately thought is that we don't get to where we are today without stunting stunting is similar to what you're saying right now it is the the inverse of the hater the two 100%. things that drive 
like all the growth that we've ever had in this country and this world started with a hater and someone needing a stunt on that hater. A little bit. There's, there's also there's also like this weird creativity thing that I don't want to give short shrift to, right? I don't think you get people... creative until that hater comes. No, I'm just... I don't. I don't. You know, get but more there are... creative once that hater starts hating on your initial. Creativity. Both of those things are true, right? Like, but there are those people that are just like out there doing it for the love of the game. Like that does sometimes happen, and I don't want to forget about those. People. True, true, true. But true. for the most part, it is like. It is you, you, you know, you hear the person who invented the thing or started the company mm-hmm. or, told, or you no, know, built no, up no, this no. wonderful organization that's a nonprofit or whatever they did. Yeah. Like almost always there's a story about, well, you know, I have this thing this, this hung on my wall from when they didn't believe in me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or yeah. I remember watching Cribs. I'll never forget it. And Stevie Francis is uh, walking by and they stop this in this his hallway yeah. and they look at this framed picture and he says, you see this house? And it's like a shack. It is a shack in a field. And it is like a falling down shack in a field. And he points and he says, you see this house? And the guys on cribs are like pointing. And he, they go, yeah. And he goes, that's the house I grew up in. And then he walks around a corner and they walk around a corner and they're in his living room. And he goes, that house fits in this his room. Yeah, and I'll never forget it. I'll never, because you, you have that drive comes from somewhere. Yes. So totally. a lot, I that bet motivation. you a lot of that is related. Yep. That motivation. So you just led to like another like brief conversation that I wanted to have. Uh, so I, the stunting I heard about, and then it's funny we landed here just organically too. The other point that I had was once you, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I saw a video and it was a video about what you just described. It was a video of, Someone finally reaching their goal, right? And I think a lot of times, like, you get to your goal and it and it and you get this overwhelming amount of emotion, and you kind of look back as though like all of that hard work that I did to get out of that shack has now paid off because I reached my goal. And I think being someone that you know, the way that we thought, think from a podcast standpoint of the process being mostly the reward. I feel like I, I struggle with like having that mindset of, I don't get to success unless the world validates it with, in your case, um, you know, comics, collectibles, keeper, you know, a helper, ends up having a million subscribers or in my case, I got to sell, you know, I'm selling a thousand seasonings a day. Like, I don't know if, if that, if in, you know, let's just say five years that happens. Right. I don't know if I would have the outlook of, you know, I, I, I made it now because of the success like, I feel like, well, what if it doesn't happen? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? What if it doesn't happen? For those people that are trying like we are, what if, what if that validation from the outside never happens? Does it matter? I think it matters. Um, I think that you need to remember what, like, Seth would say, right? <laughs> what would Seth mm-hmm. say? <laughs> Which is a funny thing to be like that much of a fanboy of somebody, but like, I think what he would say is that, you know, the, here's the reality, right? Comics helper is designed for one customer right now and it's helping one customer. 2400 is, you know, designed to prove to one family, right? Um, and really three families, but that, that you guys could, can have a business and create a business, create something from nothing. Um, and, you know, your kids have a worldview that's maybe different than they would have had otherwise or something, right? Like, and that's the actual goal, right? Um, there, are, I have financial goals and I have like, you know, desires to succeed in a way around 
that are like bigger than that or whatever, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I would say in a weird way, because I have comics helper now, right. And it like has a real customer and it's a real thing. Like, is it the biggest business in the world? No, obviously not. Right. But like, it is a real business that's helping me to enjoy this book more and the previous books more, right? Because I, I'm succeeding in whatever small way that I'm succeeding in that adventure in life, right? And professionally, I'm succeeding in whatever way that that is at life, which is like, you know, I have a job and I'm not the worst at it or whatever, right? So I'm yeah. succeeding there and then succeeding in my relationship right with my wife and, and like that's going well so like i have these things that i'm succeeding at the next thing that i'm succeeding at or trying to succeed at is like all right well how how do i have a life that is that in the end of it i go like but that was a well-lived life you know yeah and i think the way you have a well-lived life is you like you read books that are challenging you imagine yourself as a as a black woman from a almost white mom who's hiding out in Los Angeles, right? And has a trans boyfriend, right? Like you live that sort of experience and you take that into yourself and that gives you a larger worldview. And then you read another book and you imagine what it would be like to be Adam or Caleb, right? You can, or Charles, <laughs> hopefully not Kate. <laughs> right? You know, and you get to kind of experience these other worlds and think about the, the, the what makes a, a life well-lived and, and whole. Because I have that other stuff under control, I can now do this stuff, right? Like That's the whole point. Yeah, totally. Um, and maybe the next thing is a new book that's like a strategy book. Who knows? But right now, it's this sort of more um, educational you know, experiential venture that we're going down. And I think that that's, I think that that's because of the other things being in process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead. What's your, your, your I was going to say, it's like kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like, which I guess is like, okay, well, if you have your, your health and your relationship and your security, uh, I see what you're and saying. you, if you keep the, as you keep building that base, Part of that base is, you know, making a dent in the universe. And the dent doesn't need to be big. Yeah. So I see what you're saying, though. You actually, you made a good point. Because some people, and you, I don't know if you meant to do this, but some people have legitimately gambled it all. Like, some people have legitimately put that those eggs all in, like Stevie Francis. He legitimately took every egg that he had and rolled the dice on a basketball career that could change his family's life. And that was the only viewpoint that he had for 18 to 20, maybe years where that was it. That was all, that was all he saw. There was no, I'm going to work and this basketball thing may or may not work. You know what I mean? It was literally like this basketball thing works. Or I lose everything. You know what I mean? And I guess that's where that conversation comes from. Because I'm, from my vantage point, which you, you brought some clarity to, and that is like, my vantage point is I'm not rolling all my dice. I'm not putting every egg in one basket. So I can have this kind of viewpoint of like, well, I don't really need that that validation if it works. Uh, you know, I'm more happy with the process, the fact that I've created. You know what I mean? And whatever those outcomes are, I'm just going to let them fall where they may. But that's because my livelihood is not riding on this thing. When you are someone who your entire livelihood is riding on this thing, you know, and whether you're doing it, it wrong. Well, I would agree with that. There I would are, agree with there, that. 
look, I totally would agree with that. Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Francis or Kobe or any number of, you know, well, I guess not Kobe, yeah. but, but Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Francis are two great examples of people who were geniuses and they put it all on black. Totally. You know? And, and it they, hit. And, and it hit. Yeah. But so we hear, we hear about those stories. You know? You know yeah. Then it's the other side. Totally. Totally. But there's a totally. bunch of those people that you don't hear about. And no, they, absolutely. You know, they show up on a YouTube mixtape sometimes. Yeah. You know, they can still dunk <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And I, and I think you're 100% right, which is why we can go at these things with the mindset that we have at them where we don't feel this pressure to do whatever that next thing is that's going to just bring us a check where we can build these bigger you know, bigger things with, you know, bigger ideas and like, and, and not bigger in a sense of more, but bigger in a sense of like, I'm not looking to just make something and get a quick grab or a quick dollar out of it. Like I'm trying to really make something that's going to have an impact or have a, you know, help someone, you know what I mean? Like that is the main focus of what we're trying to do, help people learn and continue to add and make what we're whatever we're working on make it better, right? But when you got everything riding on it after the first week, and then you looking at that investment and you looking at that, oh man, it's getting a little scary, you know, like like a, I'm having a little trouble. Then you start to compromise the start of it, and now it's like I just need to get a check. You know what most, I mean? Most of the people that I've met that are like that in their life. They're not happy. True. You know what I mean? True. Um, and they're not... Uh, we When we started this podcast, the point was to Be hold each other accountable and document you know, the experience of us trying to start a business. And now we're reading uh, American literature. Great American literature. And that's where mm -hmm. we're at right now. Right. And we talk about our businesses and we like keep an update to kind of hold the thread. But really, that's what the show's about now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's a surprising turn. But my life is better and more full because of it. And that's what I want. I just want a life that's full. Agreed. So Agreed. you don't get that if you're. You know, Stevie Francis someday had to retire. And then he had to sit around and he had to like look and go like, what am I going to do now? Totally. And you see some of these guys go to college, right? And they finish their degree and they get 4.0s and you know what I mean? Like some of these guys and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. like you'll see them like, I'm talking about this year, obviously, but he was crying when he got his degree. He was crying yeah, because he was so excited that he had, didn't, he didn't just become a basketball player. He became a person who decided to flourish in lots of different ways in life. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Totally. J.R. Smith just did it, and that's he what was I'm awesome. saying. I, that's who yeah. I'm talking about. J.R. Oh, Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. J.R. He was crying, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that sounds a lot like J.R.'s story. Yeah. yeah, he he's totally more fulfilled, and it life. You know, hey, at the end of the day, life is short for some, but for most, there's a lot of life to live, and. A lot of these, you know, a lot of times you want to have that full-on fulfillment that you're talking about where you're actually out trying to just be better on a daily basis. That's what this show has come back to for us. It's just challenging ourselves and continuing to be better. So I think ultimately, like, I still believe that, like, at the end of the day, if either one of us takes off and somehow this thing spins into some new stratosphere, right? Sure. I would like to believe that it will matter little and that we would still have the same mindset of the process being black and white and not focusing on results or numbers or whatever. And in fact, I would hope that whatever deal we were, we were able to strike, it would be in partnership and we would know we would not fold in to some, you know, whatever, you know, I don't know, any network that's out there or whatever. Yeah, we're not going to start. Podcast. We're not going to start selling like random MLM vitamins or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. 
Like I, I would like to believe that we stay true to what we do and we continue building it the same way and that if the results happen, they happen. But ultimately, we're, I'm here for me. That's not the point. Yeah, because the, the question is like, I guess, all right, at your answer would be different probably at 18 than it is today. But would you rather be Chuck or Mike? I'd rather be Chuck because Chuck seems truly happy now. You know what I mean? Mm. As a grown man, as a, I guess he's probably close to 50. He's probably yeah. 50, maybe 55. Yeah. But either way, he seems truly happy. Yeah. He seems well, truly happy. And Mike I think it's because we see him more. never seen me happy. I think it's because we see him more. Maybe. But I, but I don't know. I don't know because, you know, I don't think Mike did it for anybody else either. That's true. Maybe Mike's a bad example because because I think that Mike actually plays. Mike is Mike. us. Mike is yeah. us, and and not not to say that you know we're like Michael Jordan, but in terms of mindset, Mike was about the process, man. Yeah, he 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 didn't care. He he understood that what what work you put in shows up on game day. The only difference is is that Mike was willing to give up friends, family, oh, yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, he would have given up anything, yeah. right? And yeah. and whereas we're trying to look at life as the opposite way, yes. a balance of all these things. Totally. Right? And totally. so I guess that's where I'm coming from with the Chuck thing. Like Chuck yeah, learned, Chuck, how, he yeah. learned how to golf. He's he's tried a bunch of different experiences, right? Yeah. And, and he's really open and, and his personality is, seems more open than Mike's. Again, we don't know because we're not in the room with Mike, but sure. it definitely seems And, and we both open. met Chuck, right? So. Yeah, so we both met Chuck, and he seems very open and yeah. free. His energy is, is definitely the in, the type of energy that I would like to spend the 100%. you know second half of my life having or yep. maintaining, shall I say, because he, he has an energy that like this – this way about him that's really just open to, to the yeah. world, man. Yep. He's open. His spirit is so open and inviting. Same it's, with J.R. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. with J.R. Smith. Yeah. You know, like that and and that's a that's what you you know, that, that's uh same with John Cruck to go with baseball, right? Like yeah. Yeah. John Cruck is a delight in the booth, right? And the reason that people are delightful, especially people that don't need the money anymore, right? Because um, it, yeah, yeah, they really love you know, what they do. It's because they're doing a thing that interests them and excites them, and they're living a life that's full. And that's all I want, dude. That's the whole goal. Yeah. That's the game. So I guess to go back to the original question of, you know, if if it if it works or not, do you feel like it it's going to mean more or be more of a success if somehow you blow up and become Mark Zuckerberg? And if you uh, don't ever reach Mark Zuckerberg letter stat, status, and you maybe reach five customers, I think we'll, that if I if I reached five customers, I would be pretty wildly excited. I'll be pretty wildly if I can get like five legit customers. Yeah, I'll be pretty pretty excited. But with both way, you work just as hard, and you're just as focused on it, in both instances. You're not working harder to become Mark Zuckerberg. No, that I mean, just I, happened by that I mean, happenstance. I, I'll take, dude. I'll take an embarrassment of riches and wealth, and like, I'll be, I'll be thrilled to have all that. But the the whole point, I guess, the whole point of all this is, and the whole reason we had the show is because yeah. we're experiencing life. We're trying to experience life. Yeah. I guess a, the I, question would be: Would you be less thrilled if you only had those five customers putting in the same exact work, getting? To Mark Zuckerberg's status. I mean, my intent is to have five customers, right? Like, that's like my goal right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a res- like, it's hard to think about a weirder outcome, right? Because my goal is like, man, five would be a tremendous, beyond my wildest dream success, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying to stay right sized. So, I don't know how to answer that, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, let, say, let's. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to button it up with. I'll say. I'm I'm grading everything off of this business end with my ultimate output and my being consistent because I know right now and I'm not giving everything that I could give and in the realm of the business end. No, you guys are and, in a weird spot right now. Yeah, and I'd say that for me, 
I, whatever happens, ultimately, the thing that I want to be able to say is that for X stretch of time, we gave it our all. And this is where I was able to push it through, too. Because at some point down the road, Mark Zuckerberg can come in a grandchild. And and that could be the person that reaps the benefits of the things that we start. So I'm more of like, am I giving the maximum focus and effort that I can possibly get while maintaining my balance in, yeah. the, in the rest of my life? Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't know. You're, you're in a weird spot right now. And I think that that's the reason that we're reading fiction. Yeah. Right? I think we're reading fiction a lot because what you get out of fiction is you have to grapple with the hell why did ralph ellison put him on a train yeah and what did the train mean like what was he trying to tell us like when he's doing this story what's he trying to tell us and we have to grapple with that right and figure yeah. out like what the hell is this story that he's what is because he he wrote it all for a reason right like it's it's painfully obvious that this dude is horrifically smart right and his his skills as a writer are on display like with every other turn of phrase. So if all that's true, why is he? And I think that what you're doing right now by reading all this fiction is coming to grips with those questions on those other people's lives will help you come to grips with those questions in your own life in a different way. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, but that's nah. what I think it is. <laughs> nah. uh, it's, it's analyzing like, like we do with the book. Totally. I'm always in that space. Just like yeah. I'm reading people in situations, just like I'm reading Ralph Ellison. You know what I mean? So definitely. And and speaking of that, I tell you, this this hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Um, and it was a quote that came out of the book. And I, I love to start right here. Right. Is if you don't become bitter, nothing can stop you from success. And like, man, when that hit, I was like, wow. I probably like wrote it down instantly, went through it again, and was just like, really took a minute and just stopped and soaked that up, man. Like, bitterness is no good. It, it, it turns you cold in a heartbeat. And unless you can re, kind of redirect that bitterness, you know, whether it becomes motivation and it transforms itself from bitterness to, to motivation. You know what I mean? Um, because if it's just a pure bitterness, it that's it's a fight that stays internal. Like it, and, it's a fight that stays internal. And I've seen those people, man. <laughs> All the time, man. You know, I know exactly where you saw saw them well, at too. And and you know what the funny thing is, and I think about it more and more often. Like, man, I'm just not angry like these people. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, look, I've been really fortunate, and I've had a lot of things go my way. And and, and I'm not trying to. Do, there are reasons to be angry. Once that's been set aside, once you accept that there are some reasons to be angry, man, I'm not trying to be angry. No. <laughs> I, I, and when you hear this, I've always said to people that, like, I just don't feel entitled to, like, any of the things that no one else is guaranteed. Like, I don't, honestly, I don't feel entitled to safety. Like, I dude, that's a, dude, this is what I think the whole book is about. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't feel entitled to safety. Like, I feel like, man, people get harmed and hurt every, every day. day. And who am I to go... Well, why me? I, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, does it suck? Of course. But immediately, it's something that, like, there's millions of people living with this every day. And it, and it isn't something that you can allow to beat you because it's just a part of the world. It What comes with the world. And that leads me to, I got my last quote that I got to read. That <laughs> leads me to literally the next thing that happens on the train. Where the, the I don't know if he was a wise guy, wino, crazy guy. Was that True Blood that was talking to him? I, I can't. Think, I couldn't catch it. I couldn't catch it. 
I think I think it was. I, I think it was true, but like going to like DC, right? Yeah, because he and was he getting goes, off in DC. Yeah, and it goes. He goes play the game, but don't believe in it. Uh, that much you owe yourself. Play the game, but play it your own way. Part of the time, at least. Play the game, but raise the ante. We are ass backwards people. You people. You might. We are ass backwards people. You might even bet the game or beat the game. Um, so it was just a a way of kind of like just the realities of life. And I know I butchered that, but uh, the realities of life is just like yo, you. We're all here. This this thing called life is a it's a game. Whether we want to, you know, yeah, life is real and all of that nonsense, but ultimately Play it's a game. game. And if you choose to wake up or you choose to go to bed and, and, and you know, allow yourself to wake up the next day, you are choosing to play this game. Well, but that, isn't that, isn't that what we were just at? You were like, play the game, but don't don't let it consume you. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. isn't that what we were literally just talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were like, the people that I admire yeah. played the game, yeah. but they didn't let it consume them. Well, that's where this whole thing spun. It's just like, it's everywhere. Like, play the game, but don't believe in it. Don't believe like, in it. <laughs> like, play it. And that's when I say, like, if you become Mark Zuckerberg, well, like, Mark Zuckerberg is smart as he is. If Mark Zuckerberg doesn't get, you know, like, the timing that he has by doing what he did, because easily someone else was working on that. And you know, because you're in this industry. Sure. It was probably a hundred other people who were working on that. No, there was there was another one that existed at the exact same time. I can't remember what it was called anymore, but it, it existed at the exact same time. Yeah. And yeah. it was called like, instead of being called Facebook, it was called like friend list or something, right? Yeah. Like it was the same exact yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, it just disappeared for some reason. Yeah. It just sometimes you just don't know. That's why you can't believe in it. You don't have to it. stay grounded. You have to be like, well, you, you kind of always have to be like, well, I could be next. So I'm going to just keep working. I could be next. I'm going to keep working. Well, you know? and also like, and, and also there's parts, you know, like, I don't know. One of the funny things that, that you sort of like, see in the in the general conversation is that like people imagine that there's a and maybe it's because all of our parents told us to go you know try to do something you love or go to college just to learn or you know like you heard all those messages when you were growing up maybe maybe that's why but there's this like idea that you're gonna love your job no. i don't love my job i don't love my job I like what I do. I solve puzzles. It's pretty interesting. I don't love my job. I'm making a sacrifice. I'm trading my time for money. And that's okay. Yeah. Play yeah. the game. But don't believe in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, and, and, and play the game by like going in and doing a good job and trying to succeed. And But don't make that your life. I mean, that that's, isn't that what we were just talking about? Flourishing yeah. and like yeah. becoming a person and, yeah. and living this well-rounded experience. Maybe that's what the whole book is about at this point. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he thought he believed in the game. Yeah. He did believe in the game way too much. And it was way too much. Well, that's why I told him, yeah, play the game, you know, but raise the ante. Like once you start, you know, when, when, once you start feeling it or learning it and understanding it, like, you got to leverage yourself. You just did it. You just played the ante. You, you raised the ante. You leveraged yourself. And there's like, because if you don't, other people are going to do it at, at a disservice to you. And it's going to go the other way. Other people are going to be leveraging up on you. So you just got, like he said, man, play the game, man. And the best part about it is just how the quote ends and the part ends where he goes, we are ass backwards people. You might even beat the game. Totally. You totally, man. You might. You might beat the game. Plenty of people have. A simple offer to, you know, I always go back to the lady who laughed in a Chewbacca mask. Got into her car. I don't even know if you remember. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, I remember the, this. The, the Twitter or Facebook, whatever. 
And she, she like she got super famous. Yeah, off of laughing in a Chewbacca mask and posting it. Yeah. Like, but you don't get to control that. So that's the whole part that's awesome when he goes, We are an ass backwards people. Yep. You might even beat the game. And it's and it's a heavy might. Yeah, because nothing to do with you. Because there's variants. There's variants. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you your TikTok dance is the dance. Maybe your little app is successful. Maybe Vernon's Spice Company, you know, is the right thing at the right time, and he gets acquired by McCormick. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Because you can't uh, explain stuff like that. And that's a, one of the things that, like, you know, I still listen to a lot of the podcasts about, you know, businesses and startups and all that stuff, right? And one of the things that they are always like, they always treat it like these people knew what they were doing, you know? And they did a little bit. To a degree, yeah. To a degree. They had something good. They had something good and they worked hard mm-hmm. and they didn't quit when they probably like wanted to and a bunch yeah. of other stuff. And I'm not yeah. going to try to downplay any of that. No, totally. But every single one of them underestimates the role of luck by so much. Luck yeah. is so much of everything. Yeah. And variance and like timing, right place, right and time, time, like all, all right. these different things. Yeah. And it's that you know, play the game, but don't buy in. Don't think that that's the. Don't think that that's it, because it's yeah. not. We're an ass backwards people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. There's no rhyme or reason. It it was the it was the whole like that whole uh, five chapters. Dude, the, the train in and the subway, right? like, and then this dude, he uh, still believes. Yeah, he's still he's going back. He goes to New York, and he still but he yeah. still believes in it. Right oh, now, he's still in the game. He's in. He's and he believes. He like he didn't hear that message at all. No, he didn't. No, he and didn't. the message is like, and what? And this is how he's going to become invisible. I will he's, say he started. He's starting to. He's wavering. Yeah, like he's analyzing some stuff. And he's starting to like hold some things close to his vest, and it's starting to be a little less gullible, in a sense. And it's so great because the book, it starts with like, you know, I go back to the first chapter, and they're in the ring, and it's the and it's the boxing scene. And he thinks he's me, gonna do his speech, like that's yeah. what he's there for. And then and it and it also goes back to like to me like the idea of like stunting like essentially that was a big ass stunt fest that was going on with with these dudes having these young kids just like boxing a ring and like you know what i mean and and they're probably gambling on it and everything uh-huh. and you know and it was it was no different than like you know being in a parking lot at today's time and watching like a bunch big ass rap battle and everybody's betting money on their guys you know what i mean like it you know, I mean, it was way more sickening and, and you know, yeah, there tro- was, totally crossed the line. There was but also it, some but, societal, cultural yeah, like, all, observations all happening at the same totally. time. But, but it felt like it felt like a bunch of dudes and like, you know, wearing like their fanciest clothes and trying to look like they're the riches, you know, and they're getting entertained at this big, rich event of all the important people of the world. You know what I mean? And here he is not understanding that he's just a pawn in this game. And he feel and he felt like if he wrote the best sweet speech, he was gonna actually change people's minds and lives. Like people don't care what you have to say. Most people. You need to play the game, up the ante, gain the leverage, and understand, like, don't believe in it. Don't even believe you know, half the things that you think or right or wrong or whatever, man. And you got to play this game. And like you said, you know, we would all love to be excited to go to work every day, but that's not the case for everybody. But there is a need. Like, listen, I compared to everywhere I've ever worked, I love, I love my job. If I had to work for somebody, that to me is like, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. But, I also would rather not have to work for somebody. Well, so I, but I understand I, the game, man. I so I'm interviewing right now, right? Yeah. Uh, because I got a new job, and the new job is not great, right? <clears throat> and so one of the lessons that I learned in life is when given the choice between, let's say, Trader Joe's and Acme, 
pick Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. I'm given the choice between Walmart and Whole Foods. Pick Whole Foods. This is not to say that Walmart's not a great place to work. It is. It's, you know, you can get a good living there. You can make some money. You know, you'll have a good time. It's a job. You get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'll have an experience. It's fine. And you could rise up the ranks at Walmart and do well. So, it's not to say that you you, sh- you can't, right? Yeah. But yeah. the game is the average experience at Trader Joe's or at Whole Foods or at Mom's or, you know, at Sprouts, whatever you want to call it. The average experience there is better than the average experience at a less fancy place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Play the game. Yeah. Understand that that's the game. Yeah. Both places you're going to be putting stuff on a shelf. Which one is going to get you a better outcome? Play that game. Because either way, what you want is to be at the end of the day and go like, if I have to do this job, this is the best version of this job. Yeah. And and to add on that, I think what gets caught up is people just want to be able to make the decision. And I think the thing that people struggle with the most, the most with working, is that you don't get to make the decision. And that's like usually like being in the work world, that's the thing that people struggle with the most. And that's not understanding that, yo, play the game. Like, you're not here to make every decision. And the moment you realize that, the people that realize that, you know, I get this much room for decision making and it stops hard capped right here. And once people learn that, like, oh, this is what I can affect this piece right here. This is my world. This is my world. I'm going to I'm going to affect this piece. And and when it leaves this realm, I'm not going to get upset about it. And I'm going to understand that that's the game. It now has passed me. It now has made it to next level for someone else to make that decision. And that people decision may change that. my world that yeah, I can and it impact, may, too. And it, and it may change my world that I can impact. It may impact my world. But I think people have a hard time of just realizing, like, yo, that's the game. I sure do. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? the game. I sure do. And, you know, that's like the, that's the interesting thing about this whole experience, right, is that in your life – what you got to realize is like, you got to be right sized and you got to be right sized in like lots of weird situations, you know, like yeah. sometimes being right sized is, is, I guess it just means different things at different times in your life. Right. And that's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Cause we definitely have worked with people and I work with people all, you know, you're, and you always will who take it too seriously. Yes. And then you work with people who don't take it seriously enough. Yes. And it's like, guys, there's a balance here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, man, and and I think, like, the compensation matters. You know, for me, like, where I'm at, how I'm compensated, like, I, my, the the company that I work for helps to provide for my family, and it allows to provide an amazing lifestyle. And it also, it's also nice to, to be spending a lot of time at a place where, People legitimately care about you. Maybe not enough to like prioritize you over the business, but that's unrealistic. It just doesn't work that way. But enough where prioritize equally to everyone else at the space that I'm at. And, you know, and and in that realm, I'm, you know, I'm my neighbor in terms of my peer at the place that I've worked. We're respected at the same level. And I appreciate that. And that's really all you can ask yeah. for a job is that. Well, and then like, you know, the having left the job that I was just at, right? Um, the real reason that I was there was the, the people that I was with, right? Like I had found a little click, community, whatever you want to call it. It was my team specifically, right? But And we were on the project, this part of the project, and we had some decent ownership over – a good portion of it, right? And we had some autonomy in some areas and we were able to impact it and whatever. But like, I was there because 
once I got to that place and, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where like I learned a skill that happens to be in demand. Right. So like I, the, there's money there cause you have a, you know, I put in the work and I got there that, that, that worked out really well. And, I, and I'm very lucky and fortunate and also worked hard. Um, And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm here. The, the people that I work with, it's pretty good. This is all right. And you could stay in that spot for a really long time. And it's good. It's good. You know what I mean? And like, it's kind of how you ended up, right? I mean, I remember when yeah. you had to go through like an acceptance period at your in your role, you know? And uh, that it's a, it's a challenging thing, right? Because it's, again, it goes back to that play the game. <laughs> But understand your role in it in this moment, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. totally yeah, you man. you picked out a pretty important, impactful part of the book, man. Oh, uh, it hit me well, like a well ton of I texted you right away. Yeah, you I did. Was doing it. Like, I was like, yo, this, we capture this moment. I had, you know? I had just, when you sent it to me, I think it was the day before I had read it. That exact line. And I mean, I, it stuck out, but I didn't like write it down. And then you texted it to me and I was like, man, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> so right. speaking of play the game, I want to read you uh, something. Last thing I'm reading. I'm doing a lot of reading today. But uh, around probably um, late Father's Day, my 15-year-old uh, texted me this Father's Day uh, note, but I just felt like, I got to share it with the show because it's totally what we're trying to do. And it, she texts me, um, I know I'm, I know I am late, but happy Father's Day to the best dad ever. Thank you for pushing me to keep going for what I want in life. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be so confident in having my own business. So thank you. And I love you so much. So like, it all, I'm sitting and I'm reading it um, in the middle of the night because I had kind of dozed off, fell asleep, woke up middle of the night, and saw I had a text message from her. And it was something that I was just like, wow. Like, you know, I, my four-year-old's talking about, I'm doing a podcast. And he's like naming who he's doing a podcast with and all this. Sure. And the, the energy that has come through my house by me being active I'm yo, there's there's some people there's some creators in my household right now. And that is freaking awesome. Like every one of my kids is talking in a sense of like what they what business they want to start. What, what thing that they want what, what what thing they want to make happen. Yes. They want they want to do way bigger than I'm gonna work for this company or that company or this company, which is nothing wrong with that. But to hear them at, I had to turn, you know, like 30 before I could really believe that I was capable of doing that myself. You know what I mean? Like, I had to look around and be like, yo, this dude I went to school with got a roofing company? Like, I know this dude. He was not bright at all. Like, <laughs> he was kind of he, a mess. <laughs> yeah, he's a mess. How, how is he pulling this off? And so to know that I'm giving my kids that, from day one, they get to walk in and feel like they can compete from an entrepreneurial standpoint and not feel as though like, oh, it must be like some special, you know, degree or whatever you need to get in order to be a businessman. Like I thought you had to go to business school to open up a business up until I was probably in like my mid twenties. You know what I mean? So it, it was just a, it was a surreal feeling of like everyone's watching. Every one of these children in here are watching, and we doing something right, man. And nah, I man, you are you already. That's the see. That's the that goes back to that first thing, right? Which is like you already won. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and so, and I think that that's why I've been wondering why are we reading these weird, uh, not weird, but like why why are we reading great American literature? Like why are we reading the American literature canon? Why <laughs> this is a weird thing for. Two 40 year old men to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if you're 40 yet. Are you 40? Almost. Close okay, enough. All right. <laughs> I'm on the other half of 35. So. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm but dancing I mean, in a 40 area. This is a peculiar thing, 
to have decided this is a peculiar project. Yeah, you know, totally. And I'm like really into it. I'm really, mm. really into it. And I think the reason I'm into it is because maybe because having Comics Helper put a button on that. It's like, oh, that's a thing I can do. It's just about my consistency and will now. Now it's just an issue of consistency and will. That's where we're both at. Yeah. Each week I'm doing the thing and I'm adding the things and I'm making blah, 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 and I'm fixing the and That's it. It's, but it's just consistency and will. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. The thing is there. But it's there. I've solved that yeah. problem. The thing is and there. And it doesn't mean that it's permanently solved. But for right now, it's solved, which means that's maybe why I'm looking to literature, you know? Yeah. The thing is there. Now the motivation of like, all right, let me keep going. You know what I mean? Like, because this, these books have totally maybe tap into like better inner under, like understanding of myself. You know what I mean? And to not get caught up in the fact that I feel like I'm not pushing enough. You know what I mean? Like, because you... I'd say when we were totally doing more of the, you know, call to action type books, we would have been like, well, what happened? What happened this week? What happened that week? What happened this week? And now we're at a pace where we're kind of learning how to play the game, get out of that Russell Westbrook pace of like, got to do something, got to do the next thing, got to do this, got to do that. And now we're moving into like this nice Chris Paul type of place, space, a pace where we're just – we're controlling the game and we're watching and we're observing and we're trying to be, you know, thoughtful on what our next step is going to be. We're trying to set up the next three plays and it's no longer about just getting this bucket right in front of us. It's, it's bigger now. It's well, can that bucket lead to another bucket two plays from now? Like, you know what I mean? And that, and that's some of the things that I feel like we're at in literature for us or for uh, definitely for me has allowed me to start thinking about, you know, from a wider lens of what are we doing? What am I doing? What's next? What, what's the direction or fuck it. Every direction is the direction, which is what the books have become for us. The microcosm of the business, which is like, man, just keep pivoting. We, 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 we at the, we at the elbow. We, we can't find a shot. We like, the defense is smothering us. So we're going to pivot. We're going to just pivot our way. We're going to keep pivoting our way around, you know, until they get a five-second call. I don't know if they even call five seconds holding <laughs> on the ball anymore. But we're going to pivot this whole 24 shot clock and, and just keep pivoting away. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like we're pivoting in the books. We're pivoting in the business. We're pivoting. We're just figuring it out, man. This is, this is all about just learning. 100%. Yeah. Love it, man. All right. Well, all right, uh. Bro. Where can people find us, Vern? They can find us at theprocessisblackandwhite.com or they can search us up at uh, The Process Is on all your social media platforms. You know, hopefully I can work on my reading on the air at some point. Oh, uh, you better, yeah, you yeah. better practice up. <laughs> better practice up. All right, man, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, yeah.